Welcome to this edition of Creator Talks. I'm your host, Christopher Calloway. For those of you who have just joined me, this is the interview show where I talk to comic book writers, artists, colorists, letterers, designers, editors, and publishers. From those trying to break into the business, to veterans in the industry, to living legends. Today, I have the youngest guest on my show to date. Nine-year-old Bryce Bullock is the author and artist on Daddy Longlegs and the Inchworm, published by Pancake Images. With the encouragement, support, and guidance of his parents, Demetrius and Michelle, Bryce has released his first comic book about the superhero team. Bryce is our own hometown hero here in Delaware. He's always enjoyed making up characters and making comics. This one is his first full-length comic book, inked and formatted by his father, Demetrius, who joins us on the show, and edited by his mother, Michelle, who also joins us for the interview. We talk about how this idea was born in the bathroom, how Bryce took the idea and ran with it, and how his mother and father supported him in making this comic book. Not only do I learn more about Bryce speaking with him, but also the incredible work that his father, Demetrius, and his mother, Michelle, are doing. Plus, at the end of the conversation, I ask Bryce those questions I ask all my guests. And so we have fun with that. I met them at the comic book shop on free comic book day and set up some time to have this discussion. And so without further ado, Bryce, Demetrius, Michelle, on Daddy Longlegs and the Inchworm, here now on Creator Talks. Bryce, Demetrius, and Michelle, welcome to Creator Talks. Wonderful. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You're very welcome. And Bryce, my first question, how old are you? Oh, I'm nine. Nine? About to be ten. Okay. (laughs) You see, see, kids can do that. My son does that too. I'm going to be seven. I don't... I don't advance my age. <laughs> right. I can't say I'm 40, about to be 44. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh. <laughs> I'm 52 and a half. No, I don't do that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, Bryce and I, everyone there can answer this too, but how did you get interested in comics? Was it something you saw? Did you see a comic or a cartoon? Or was it something that your parents gave you that got you interested in comics? So, the way I got into comics is like Spider Man is my favorite superhero. And um, I like to watch the TV show, but then when I heard there was a comic, I liked him even more. Okay, so television first, and then the comics. Which TV show were you watching? Spectacular Spider-Man, I think. I remember watching Spider-Man on TV, although I go way back to when it was on what they called UHF. <laughs> yeah. Used to be, remember yeah. those? Remember those? <laughs> yes, I do. I used to watch it on uh, Channel 11 in New York, uh, WPIX, yes. <laughs> Yeah, where they had all of the uh, stop uh, motion characters back in the day with Thor and Hulk and um, oh, all of them. Oh, yeah, those guys cut out. They used the art from the books. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And then when Spider-Man came out with um, Iceman and Firestar. Spider-Man and Friends. Incredible show, yeah. Michelle, are you into comics? Have you followed comics at all? Um, not as much as they do, but I am into the superheroes. The X-Men were always my favorite, and Static Shock, I was a fan of. 
Oh, Static Shock. Yeah, I like that too. I used to read that when it came out as a comic, when Milestone put that out. All their comics. I read all of those. <laughs> that was a great one. Yeah, they're real good. You know, they're getting ready to bring that back out, speaking of which. I hope yeah. they do. They really do. Yeah. That's some great stuff they put out. If they bring that universe back, the whole Milestone yeah. universe back with Icon and Hardware and Static Shock. Those are like the three main ones to me, the core ones that really stood out. I like what Ron Kirkman had did in highlighting them. I don't know if you saw that on AMC. I did. That was amazing. So that was something that we had introduced to Bryce as well because he didn't know anything about the other characters. And the way how they did it, that was, I mean, the story itself was just a wonderful told story. and just how they got it started. It's great history. It's great that they put that series out. I don't know if it's out on DVD, but I have to get a copy of that because that's something I could watch over and over again. It's just so entertaining. All of them were good, but that milestone was definitely interesting. Oh, it was awesome. Now, Bryce, what comics and cartoons are you reading, watching now? Um, the TV shows that, are, that I'm into now is like The Amazing World of Gumball. And some of the comics are like from underground comics, a lot of Marvel and DC. And when did you decide... You wanted to make comics. You and Aaron. Yeah. What you and Aaron did was the first time that you ever really did a comic. It's kind of hard to, aside from the book that we published for him when he was five, he's handwritten all of these comics on loose leaf paper, different like small stories on different characters and things that he was creating. And then uh, he met a classmate in school, and they started this series called Doggy Tales. Of a, do- of a story of a dog named uh, Grumpizzy, who's an alien dog that lands on Earth and becomes friends with a dog named Spot. The dog has no spots on him. The spots are underneath his ear. And the two of these dogs supposed to solve mysteries together. No, 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 no. no, no. not mysteries? Am I telling no, the story? No. Explain the story. Well, I thought it was mystery. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we tell the story. So, okay, so this is how it happened. So, Doggy Tales was about... Spots. Spots, okay. And Grumpizzy. So Spots, he was walking around the woods and then saw Grumpizzy peeing on a tree. And Dad was right. Grumpizzy is an alien dog that comes from outer space. And Spots only has spots under his ears. That's the only place where he has them. So these two dogs, they go on adventures, traveling through different dimensions, gathering up other dogs. But they do this all with this one orb. So what started off as just a fun idea for the class turned out to be 17 books? 16. 16 books that they had wrote for the class. Wow. Yeah, the teacher had made a, uh, a special box for the children. No, 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 no. I brought it. Oh, you bought the box. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something that the children, each of the children could go in there, and they, when they have a quiet time, they could go in there and they could read the books and everything. It was... <laughs> really amazing, but this is something that he's been doing for quite some time. Now, the first comic, was that The Hungry Kid? wasn't a comic, picture book. And that was our first attempt at making books. Bryce came up with the idea, and he said, I just want, I want to make a book with you guys, and he gave us the idea, and he acted out the scenes, and we just kind of put it together. When we first did that book, I went through Walmart and their photo book, <laughs> and I made it into a photo book, and I was like, well, wait a minute, this can be much better than this. So and that's when I found CreateSpace and actually published it through CreateSpace. That's pretty interesting. You start with the Walmart, as I've done that, picture books. I mean, just from, like, trips or something to put together a pitch. Okay, I didn't. The missus did. <laughs> I'm not going to take credit. <laughs> that, that's, that's really a clever idea. So is Daddy Longlegs and the Inchworm the first comic 
that you've put together. Absolutely. Published comic book, yeah. That's the first published comic. Now tell me how you put that together, how each of you played a role in putting the comic together. Who did what? I wrote and illustrated it. (laughs) (laughs) And created the characters. Well, thank you. We got that out the way. Yeah. Yeah. He said, it's just a funny story, and even how he came up with the idea, just with all of the books he was writing, one day I was in the bathroom, and Bryce happened to be in there, too. No, 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 I want to tell you. Oh, what? You want to tell us? Go ahead and tell us. Okay. So, (laughs) once me, Mommy, and Daddy were inside of the bathroom, and then Daddy said, hey, I want to become a superhero. And I said, yeah, you could become a superhero. I could be named the Inchworm, and you could be named Daddy Longlegs. That's how it all started. But when he said the name, I was like, wow, that's a real, you know, that's a real catchy name. No, you guys started laughing. We yeah. did, but I said, that's a real catchy name. I thought, that's like, wow, that's, not, that's a real, I like the name. But he didn't do anything with it right away. It was, um, I believe, about a month. Seven. It wasn't seven months. No, it was, it was a real long time afterwards. Yeah, it wasn't that long. It, felt it, was, like really it, was, it was, though. <laughs> it was real long. It was at one of the graduations, because I was teaching art over the summertime, and at the end of the uh, the summer, we were having a ceremony, and I brought my son there, and while I'm sitting there, and we're giving out awards to children for the participation and things, Bryce asked for a couple of pieces of paper from one of the teachers. He went to another room, he sat down, and he started drawing, and he began the comic right there, and... The next day, he sitting at the kitchen table, and he just worked on it for most of the day and completed the comic. Did it in two days. Thought of the idea, the story, how it was going to go, and here we are. And when he brought it to me, he wanted me to redraw the characters. He's like, can you redo these, Daddy? And, but I loved what he did with it so much. I was like, son, let's, you know, let's keep your art. Let's keep your art. Tell a story. I'll just add the colors and... You know, and I hope you put it together. My wife's part in it is she takes it all, she formats it. I'll let her explain it. I'll let her tell it. So I took the, the paper that Bryce drew the pictures and wrote the story on. I took that, scanned it into the computer, and Demetrius took the electronic file and added the color and laid it out and cleaned it up to make it look like the book that we have. And once he finished with that, then I took it again, and I had to do the photoshopping for the resizing and getting it print ready, print production ready for CreateSpace. And then I uploaded it to the program, and I worked out, you know, all the details in the back copy, the summary of it, and we decided the extra pages that we wanted to add in and laid it out. Bryce gave us the acknowledgments and the dedication, and we had already had uh, his bio page done. So I just cleaned that up a little bit and added it to the file and then moved forward with the publishing with CreateSpace with a full print-ready file. Christopher, she makes us look real good. <laughs> <laughs> and all of this came from an idea that came out in the bathroom. So see, folks, some of your best ideas do come from being in the bathroom. It does happen. And speaking of the bathroom, the villain is a dung beetle. That's very clever. Why... Bryce, did you choose a dung beetle? Well, I didn't really have an idea of what the villain should really look like. So when I made him take his helmet off, I was like, hmm, what would be the best villain for a day long legs and an inchworm? And I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. (laughs) But then I went to draw a rhino, but then it ended up looking like a dung beetle. Well, that's a good villain, though, because he would have a crappy outlook on life. (laughs) 
Yeah. I thought it was genius, you know, the way how he wrote it in the story, mm-hmm. which, as you see in the book, that's how he turned into what he was. When he finally saw, you know, what he was being held back from, it had transformed him into this, this menace, and he wanted to take out his vengeance on the world. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> now, the way you two get along, and the way you're going back and forth, is a lot of your relationship, Bryce and Demetrius, is that in the characters in the book? I mean, basically, it is the two of you as superheroes, is it not? Most definitely. We're always going back and forth. His energy pushes me to do some things. You know, I'm like, ah. you know, I'm getting older now, but, you know, he's definitely just got me so excited to just, you know, at at life and, and submerge back into the comics. So it's wonderful. But our relationship is very much like those characters. So Bryce, which do you like better, writing comics or drawing comics? Do you have a preference for one or the other? Nope. Do you like them both equally? Yep. You have a bright future, sir. <laughs> if I'm going to elaborate here, um, <laughs> I would say I don't have a preference for either of them. I just like them both equally. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> and that's good, you know, to be a writer and an artist both together because, after all, you know, you are telling a story with pictures, so you have to be able to tell a story. A good story can be told without words. If people can look at the pictures and understand what's happening, you're a good storyteller. When you grow up to be an adult, and please take your time, take it from me, don't hurry. But what are your plans? Do you want to be an artist? Do you want to make comics? Or is there something else besides that? Make movies and keep going with my comic career. Good. Branching out. And also I'm going to be an astrophysicist. Yeah. I dabbed in real life, but nobody can see that. So let's just say I dabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Now, not too long ago, you were at the comic book shop during free comic book day. You were there with your book? Yes. How did that go? What kind of reception did you get? What did people say to you? Um, People were like, did you do this to my dad? But then dad was like, no, actually he did it. And then they and then they were looking at me and like, you did this? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, no, you didn't do it. And I was like, yeah, I did do it. See, it says my name right there. So there was this kid that came and he came just for me. And do you want to know why? Why is that? Because he said he looked like me. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. He saw the article to the comic book shop, and when he saw Bryce's picture, and, you know, being such a young author, he had told his grandmother, he said, please, I'd like to go there. I'd like to go here so I can meet him, because his superhero, his character, he looks like me. And we've been getting a lot of that from the children, a response from the children. You know, as African-American, it's just that now, how important it is, especially with this emergence of the, uh, the Black Panther, it's like we're seeing more. We're seeing more of, of us as um, superheroes. And then coming from a nine-year-old who created this character, not only because of what I asked, you know, I wanted to become a superhero. It was, it was something that he had realized he didn't see enough of. He's like, I don't see a lot of African-American superheroes. So he, his idea was, well, I'm going to start creating my own, which and he's done uh, quite a few of them. He started making his own superheroes, and that was part of it with the creation of Daddy Longlegs and the Inchworm. Not only is it touching um, the African-Americans, it's touching everyone because it's a combination of a father and son team. And that's what we wanted to get out as well, just that the combination of father and son was working together to stop some of the stuff that's taking place within the city. And if I may add, Chris, mm-hmm. a lot of people have also made comments about how Bryce being nine years old, doing what he's done, mm-hmm. inspiring them to get up and move because they have projects 
that they've sat on and never did anything with and how they wish that they could have done more when they were his age because the ideas were there, they just never really did anything about it. And yet they have these dreams of doing so many things. And he's been an inspiration to them as well. That's great. I mean, not many comics can do that. I know they can inspire, but you've already had an impact with your very first comic. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Now, how can people get a copy of the book? Is it available on, say, Amazon and through Barnes & Noble? Mm Mm-hmm. But um, what I would prefer is get it from us because then you'll be able to get a collector's card. And it's also available at the comic book shop. Sarah has copies there. And also at Artscape, which is um, one of the stores that I utilize as a gallery up in 205 North Market Street here in Delaware. No, that's fine. But uh, I recommend people get it from you only because... This program is international, so we'll be going everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, by wow. the way, so by the way, folks, that I haven't explained, which I will in the beginning of the episode, that you are from Delaware. I am from Delaware. So, but this goes everywhere. Hello, world. <laughs> I have a few questions for everyone, Demetrius. Outside of helping with this book, what else do you do? What other artwork do you do? What other projects do you have going on? Currently, I'm, I've been commissioned to do some other children's books. I think presently to date, I may have done six or seven that I was uh, commissioned to do. People found me on Facebook, uh, word of mouth. I'm working on two projects aside from coloring the second issue of Bryce's book, a book coming out called Ballardine, a young gentleman who's a actor on an HBO series called The Chai. His uh, mother reached out to me and she wanted me to illustrate her son's book. A highly intelligent young man who, outside of his character on the show, he's just like the total opposite of his character. But he's um, just doing so much in this community and trying to inspire other young people as himself. Young man, 16 years old, and he holds seminars and trying to uplift and power uh, young children. When the Black Panther came out, he went and rented out a movie theater for low-income communities so the children can go and see it for free. He's just doing so much, but I'm, I'm illustrating his book, and I'm also illustrating uh, a small horror story called yes, Pooh Bear and Smokey. Couldn't think of the name right. <laughs> <laughs> and outside of the books themselves, I'm I'm a painter. I'm an artist and a painter. I created this series called The Metallic Musicians, which is being featured at the uh, location I mentioned earlier, 205 North Market Street. It's a place called Artscape here in Delaware, where you can come and you can see some of my paintings. Very good. And Michelle, what else are you working on besides being editor-in-chief of Pancake Images? What other projects do you have going on, even outside of comics? I've taken on editing other people's books as well. So if you have a book in your belly and you need to get it out, I will help you um, get it formatted and print-ready for self-publishing. I'm currently working on three other books doing that. And I'm also an adjunct instructor at Dell Tech, teaching human services courses and first-year seminar. And I recently took on a job being a part-time adoption recruiter. Excellent. Well, all of you, you're making a real impact here in Delaware and beyond, I might add. Thank you. Now, for each of you, and uh, Demetrius, I'll start with you. What advice would you give to parents of aspiring young artists? And what advice would you give to the artists themselves? Take a moment to just 
take an interest in, in what your children are doing. If they have a passion about it and you see the passion in them, you know, involve yourself in it. Teach them how to learn more about it so that they can see more of the possibilities of where it can go. You may not be an artist yourself, but you could definitely sit there and, and doodle alongside your child, you know, encourage them, so keep them motivated. Again, invite them to certain things. Show them, uh, take them to museums, introduce them to other artists if possible, YouTube channels and things like that. You, there's so much you can show to a young artist and just to inspire them and keep them going in that direction if that's what they choose to do. My advice would be don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try something new. There's never any real wrong answers when you start asking questions and looking to do something. You know, the more you open yourself up to new experiences, the more you can share with others as well. My advice to parents is take time to spend time with your children and pursue into their dreams. Because if you don't, who knows what they could have done that they would that they would never be be able to do. <laughs> Excellent advice. And I have read the book to my son, Daddy Longlegs, an inchworm, because I was reading it myself, prepping for this, and he's looking over my shoulder because we're all like having reading time at the end of the day. And he's like following me, and I'm like, "Do, do you want me to read this to you?" Because I I plan to, but he's like, "Yeah." I said, "Okay." So I <laughs> I did, and you know what? He was engaged. He did not squirm. <laughs> he's going to be seven wow. this summer but he was engaged and he liked it so uh, but he was interested when he saw me reading this he's like what's that i was like oh this, this. he said nice. who made, he said who made this this this, I said, this young man right here in the back he made the book right here see that's him he's like oh so yeah you're getting people's interest man good job nice thank you thank you thank you <laughs> i do have fun questions that i ask all my guests bryce you're in the spotlight so i'll ask you a few of those i won't go through all of them but i'll do some of those. When you're not working on your comics and working hard in school, what do you like to do for fun? Rest and relaxation. When you're just having a good time, not toiling away, doing art, what do you like to do? Sometimes work on my comic, play on my tablet, and watch TV, play on my Xbox, and read some comics, stuff like that. Just like my kid. <laughs> right now he's playing Minecraft while I'm recording. He's, he's downstairs. No, sir. He's downstairs right now with the headset on and a microphone that I set up for him so he can sit there and pretend he's recording. He's not posting it, but he's, you know, he's make-believe nice. he's doing YouTube videos. He says, Daddy, when can I post these? I said, when you're 21. <laughs> um, I'm allowed to post YouTube videos. Mm. Don't tell yeah, my son he's done, that. You've done, done a few back in the day. Once we've gone through them, we had to make sure they were right before they went up. Right, right. <laughs> we'll get around to it. I'm just, I'm trying to put it off wrong. Yeah, he's no, got, I understand. He's got a no, couple we, of years we, to go. He wanted to do a little tutorials on games, and he would talk about his comics and different things. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. He hasn't done any in a while, though, but this was early on. Bryce, thinking back. And you don't have to think back too far. <laughs> What's your favorite birthday? Which one of all your birthdays was your favorite? And why was it your favorite? Was it someplace you went, something you got as a present? What's your favorite birthday so far? When I was turning nine. <laughs> because did you know that I've never been to an amusement park in my life? No. Where did you go? I went to Universal Studios. Oh, I haven't been there. <laughs> You must have had a great time. Ne- because, because I've never been to Disney World, Chocolate Park, or is it Hershey's Park? Hershey's Park, something, 
Sesame Street. You've been to Sesame Place. Oh, then never mind. I have been. <laughs> I have been to one before. But, but yeah, it, I was able to go to Universal Studios, meet Spider-Man. He he signed my comic book. Nice. And, um, That's awesome. And I also got to see Grandma and my cousins. So. Ah, very nice. Now, hypothetically, this is a, a make-believe situation. If you were stuck on a deserted island and you can only have one book with you, what book would you want to have with you on that island? Tutorial to how to get off the island. Right, <laughs> right. That makes a lot of sense. That's a very smart move. Now, I'll let you have that. Let's assume you have that. Now, something just for fun to read, something you like to read over and over again. You've got your tutorial on how to get off the island, but, you know, just something for fun. What would that book be? This is a make-believe book that I'm going to make. Um, a guy who's stuck on an island and he only has one book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Never had that answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> now, another hypothetical, another make-believe question. If a toy company was going to make an action figure of you, what would be your accessory? What would come with your figure? A hot dog with a face holding a sword. A hot dog with a face holding a sword. And why would okay. that be? <laughs> <laughs> you just came up with that, didn't you? <laughs> now, what is your favorite beverage what is your favorite drink now when i ask my other guests it might be you know something alcoholic but for you <laughs> since you're not of age <laughs> what is your favorite mm-hmm. yeah 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 i, I understand that mm-hmm. my kids love all it too day. oh yeah all day <laughs> my last question for you yes what question has someone never asked you before? That you want someone to ask you this question, something you want people to know about you that no one's asked this question before. What would that question be? Could you talk about the comic? But there's something else you're like, man, I really want to talk about this. Is there any hidden Easter eggs inside of Daddy Long Legs of the Inchworm? Oh, that's a good one. Wow. Well, since you threw it out there, are there Easter eggs? I'll have to go back and read it again. Three of them. Actually, more. I will have to go back and read that again. Being more mindful this time and look for those hidden Easter eggs. That's great. You have this down, man. You know, you're writing, drawing, you're putting Easter eggs, you want to do movies, you're all set. And you're always yeah. nine. You're on your way. That's great. That is fantastic. Thank you. So Bryce, Demetrius, Michelle, I thank you all very much for your time and being on Creator Talks today. No thank problem. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.
My guest next week is Rachel Smith. She's an author and an illustrator who has done outstanding work on Jack and Lucy, Wired Up Wrong, and she has a new project, Isabella and Blodwin, a 200-page color hardback book. Rachel has done some very important work. Just how important and how impactful was it? Well, for Jack and Lucy, Charlie Allard, artist for The Walking Dead, said it's great to see a comic book taking such important subjects as this. Rachel and her artist Jacob have combined to create a unique story which talks about mental health in a very stylish, imaginative, and direct way. Karen Gillian, writer of The Wicked and the Divine, said a couple of truths sung beautifully. And of her book Wired Up Wrong, Chris Addison, actor, director, and writer, says this is a beautiful, funny, revealing comic about living with depression from the always wonderful Rachel Smith. Please join us next week. Thank you for joining me for Creator Talks this week. The show is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and also on Amazon Echo and Dot Devices. Just say, Alexa, play podcast Creator Talks to hear the latest episode. In addition, you can listen to the show and follow it through Podbean. Your feedback is greatly appreciated, so please rate and review on iTunes if you like the show or an episode that you heard. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to helping the show, and I can't thank you enough for taking a bit of time to do that. For your convenience, in the show notes of each podcast, I have a link to my iTunes page where you can rate and review the show and see the entire list of shows available. If you haven't heard them all, take a look through. There are living legends and -and up-and-coming comic creators. Tell family and friends who like comics and comic book creators about the show. And to subscribe. The content is free. Just as valued are your comments and feedback. You can reach me through Facebook and Twitter at Creator Talks Pod. That's at Creator Talks Pod. You can also reach out to me by email. You can find that at my website, creatortalks.com. At the website, you will also find blog posts, reviews of books that I have read that you might want to read too, my catalog of podcasts, and videos and other written articles on the website, creatortalks.com. A hearty thank you to all my guests. It is an honor and a privilege for you to make time to be on the show and talk to me about your work. It is your knowledge and insight into the creative process that makes the show so unique. My thanks also goes out to my family who makes this show possible, especially my executive co-producer, Mrs. Calloway. I'll be back each and every Thursday with a new interview. For Creator Talks, I'm your host, Christopher Calloway. Until next time.